Hello, welcome to this. It is five tips to get your spiritual business dream into reality. Now, I have created a course called Own Your Value, and we have been running this course for a few years now, and each year I add some new pieces to it. But one of the things that I'm very aware of in this climate in 2022, when you're probably watching this video, is how different things are to when I began 18 years ago. So for me, 18 years ago, I didn't have a dream that this could be my work. It wasn't something that I even thought was possible. But now, 18 years later, we're seeing more and more people helping others through your spiritual gifts, what it is that you're creating in the world, helping people grow and understand themselves better. And there is a huge value around that. I was the kind of person who would go to workshops using, I mean, I'm not saying this is the right thing to do, but I would uh, go to a workshop on a credit card or I would use a loan that I had got from the bank to make sure that I could go and attend workshops that were really changing my life. So I was already somebody who understood the value of this kind of work as a receiver, as a customer, as a workshop participant. It was very interesting, the journey I then had to go through when it flipped around and I was the person offering my services, even though I knew that what I was doing had value because I had people telling me it did. It was, an, it was a difficult journey for me to to adjust and allow myself to receive, whether it was finance, whether it was the ability to allow this to be my job. So I feel like 18 years later, we're in a very different place. I will say, I think you're in such a good position because the internet has given everybody an opportunity to create in a myriad of ways that someone of my generation in my mid forties this didn't exist when I was growing up. So whoever you are, whatever you're doing, first of all, please know if you do have a dream to do this, I'm cheering you on. And I know you will figure out how to bring your dream into reality at the right level for you at the right time. But here are five tips I would give you today. These were the things that came to me this morning. So here we go. Number one, it will be a path of service, growth, learning, and change. Are you ready for it? Here's why I pose this to you front and center. I've met many people and worked with many people who I've coached over the years who will tell me all of the reasons why they can't do this work or tell me all of the blocks they have in their own mind or tell me, well, I'm not fully healed, so I can't do this, or I don't know how to write a blog post or even run a social media page. Basically, the beauty of your spiritual business and the growth that you will go through is you will learn and you will figure out what you need to figure out. And there will be things that you will never be able to do, but you will find someone who can do those things for you. So if you go into this knowing that this is actually going to be a path of service to others, also service to your own growth and your own path of change, and you understand that from the get-go, you won't stop 
every time you feel fear or every time you realize you don't fully understand this aspect of this business that you're trying to create. That's normal and everybody goes through this. Even now, 18 years into this, I'm learning so much right now as my business goes through the phase that it's going through. And the way I've coped with that throughout the years is I have called in mentoring help when I need it, somebody who has a certain business skill that can fill the gap I need. So for example, in 2018, we were going through a big growth and I realized that I needed somebody to help me understand how to manage a new size team, how to deal with bigger amounts of finance and how to distribute those and how much could I fund my podcast with, all these kinds of questions that were the next level for me. But if I go back to the very beginning and where I started, which was one-on-one -on -one readings with people, there was a lot I had to learn. I had to figure out how to make a leaflet, which was how I found people at the time. I had to figure out how to run a newsletter for my website, which I used to do myself. So don't worry about all the things you don't know. It's really important to understand that you're going to figure all of this out. And what you can't figure out either won't be necessary for you or there will be someone else who can do it. But are you ready to walk into this and understand that you're going to change as a person, you're going to grow and learn things, and it will all support not only the customers and the clients and the people in the world that you want to serve, it will actually be a fantastic journey for you. So I ended up working in my passion area, which was self-growth and spirituality. And what I didn't realize when I started walking into it is it was going to be the best training for me as a human being. It was going to help me figure out how to navigate fear. It was going to help me how to care less about what other people think. It was going to show me that even though I'd had no formal business training, that with my intuition and my visionary gifts and my understanding about the things that I did know about, I would be able to develop and I will be able to figure things out. And along the way, I have met and worked with some wonderful people. I have a wonderful team I work with now, and I've also learned some really good lessons. So are you ready for this to change you? And are you ready for this to be a path of growth? If you can go into this with that attitude, you're already halfway there because you're going to be willing to mold yourself, change yourself and adapt in ways that will support your mission and your business. And you're not going to be afraid that you can't do it. You're just going to know when you hit a stumble point, you just need to get some help or figure that out. So number one, are you ready for this path of growth? Number two, are you serving or fulfilling a need that others have or just your own dream and desire? Now, for some of you, this might be a strange question, but it's a really important thing to figure out. I have over the years met different people with dreams of the business they want to create or dreams that they want to say be a spiritual author or they want to be a healer for people or perhaps they want to do intuitive readings. And most of the time, the people who want to do that are very interested in what the audience might want, what the audience might need, 
or they have an inner feeling that what they want to share is going to help people. But occasionally I meet people who have this dream, but they care more about their dream and their experience of the dream than they do the people that they want to connect the dream to. This goes back to point number one. This work is a path of service in that if you're wanting to serve the lives of the people that you are offering your products, your services, your creativity to, there has to be an intersection point where what you're offering is needed. So this to me is the fundamental difference between you having a personal dream that serves your needs for whatever reason, whether it's because you feel like if you became a spiritual author, you would feel more worthy about yourself or you would like the way that you are seen by other people. All of that stuff, it, it doesn't last. It, it's very fragile and it's based on a perception of yourself. To truly do this work, you have to be very, very interested in the people that you're serving and very, very interested in figuring out how to serve them better. It doesn't mean abandon yourself. It doesn't mean just be a people pleaser in your work because that doesn't work either. But you will be sure to fail if you have no interest in the people that you're serving and you have no interest in improving the way that you can serve. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're determined you're going to be a spiritual author and your book is going to be all about empaths and physical healing. You test this by putting one blog post out into the world about empaths and physical healing and doesn't get much interest. But you happen to write a second blog, pass, blog post about empaths and their trauma past and suddenly everybody's interested. So if you're equally as passionate about those two blog posts but you recognize that your audience really responded to the one about trauma, then that's a great direction to go. So. This second point is really just about checking, are you willing to find the perfect intersection point between what you want to offer and give and what someone else needs? Because if you have your eye on those two things, you have a beautiful chemistry and a beautiful formula that can actually see you reach out into the world with what you're doing. Number three is let the bigger visions take time and focus on the most important step for today. A funny thing happened to me this morning. So I've been doing an, a podcast called Impact the World. Some of you may know it. Uh, we have been creating those episodes for three years now. We started filming in 2019 and the podcast began in 2020. This morning, I hilariously, synch synchronously stumbled on a note that I had written with basically the vision of the show. And it was dated November 2017. So a full two, two years and two months before that show ever went out into the world, I had this vision map of what that show was going to be. But I needed to wait about a year and a half to be in a position to fund it and to be in a position to do it. So I have always had bigger vision dreams all along the way. So even when I go back to 2004, when I started doing my readings, I had big visions. But what I learned was if you really want to create a big vision, you, in my case, you have to have a lot of small steps along the way. So the first step for me was, can I make a living from this work? 
because in order to devote myself to this work, I would have needed to be able to pay my rent and pay my bills. I wasn't somebody who had money, so it wasn't that I could just do this on a voluntary basis. I did need first and foremost to be able to earn my living doing this work. So that was step one. And once step one was achieved, I then moved into being able to afford some help and some assistance. So big visions are beautiful, but the only way that most of us tend to achieve a big vision is by building your castle one solid brick at a time. And each brick has to be examined and it has to work. So even today, I have some big visions for the future that I know are long range. And today I'm focusing on the projects that are most important to the health of my business. And when I say the health of my business, I see the health as holistic. It's not just financial. Finance is important. And especially if you need the money to build things or to employ people, yeah, that, that's going to be a very important element for you. But the health of the business is how happy are our customers? How innovative have we been this year? Are we continuing to improve upon our customer service elements, our production design? Am I, as the lead creator, continuing to evolve or have I become stagnant? So there are lots of things that you can consider and I think it can be very overwhelming. You can start to feel overwhelmed by your own big vision. But on those days where you feel either overwhelmed or deflated, what's the one thing today that you can focus on that works? If you wrote an article online and 12 people have liked it and three people commented on it, and one of the comments said, wow, this just lifted me today. I was having a rough day, but this article lifted me today. That's enough. And if you're doubting your mission or your vision, see that comment and recognize that lovely person has given you an energetic yes today, because that's really why you're doing it. So by all means, have a big vision. But the way that we build our big vision is by checking the health and integrity of every small piece of what we're doing. And gradually, if growth is your aim, you will gradually grow what you're doing. It's kind of like petals on a flower. They start to appear and wrap around the central core of what you're doing. The central core of what you're doing will always be the mission of why you're doing what you're doing. And for most of us, it's that we want to make a difference in the world because I, like you, am very grateful to all of the people who make a difference in my life on a daily basis with the work they create, with the way they are as a person. So there's something lovely about being in that wheel. Just be careful that your big visions aren't so grand or so important to you that you take your eye off the beauty and the importance of every small moment or that one comment that I just mentioned to you. The final thing I'll add to this point is what is most needed today in your business? So for example, if today you're having trouble paying the rent and you've got this big vision idea and your friend says to you, oh, let's talk about the big vision that we're going to do next year. But you're looking at your numbers and realizing you haven't quite got enough to pay the rent this month, but there is an element of your business that you know there is a financial value around for customers and it works. And if you give it a little bit of attention, it will grow. It's really important to figure out on a daily basis what is most needed today. 
for the business, for you, for the big vision. So it might sound like focusing on the small things is taking you away from the big vision, but I've seen many people get lost in the big vision and not pay attention to what they need today for a healthy business. So for you, it might be money. It might be an audience. It might be that you need to gather people around what you're doing first before they are going to pay for any product or service from you. So identify what part of your vision is most important today. Number four is one of my favorites and in a way, you know, own your value is, is very much about this or it's a huge part of the course is about this. Identify your value to others and your business and protect that value. Now, protect can be a word that some people interpret as fear-based, and I don't mean it in that way at all. I actually see protecting your value as just having a good, healthy boundary around what's important. So, identifying your value, there's a whole module in Own Your Value where I talk about pay attention to your testimonials, pay attention to the comments that people say about you. So, for example, let's say you've just started putting some videos out, and you haven't had much feedback, it's just slow at the moment, but the feedback that you are having, you keep repeatedly hearing people say that you calm them down or that your voice helps them calm down. If you start seeing a pattern of people saying the same kinds of things about you, that to you is your value to people. It's one aspect of your value. We can do this with our friends. You know, if we all think of our friends or people that we know in our in our lives, we'll tend to say, oh yeah, Jennifer's always great. She always lifts the room because she makes everybody laugh and she's always got such a bright spirit. So a huge part of the value that Jennifer gives to others is that vibrancy, that joy, that laughter. Mike, I love, he doesn't say much, but he's very deep. And when Mike does say something, it's quite profound. So Mike's value or one of them is that he's profound and that you can really trust when he says something, it's very considered. Well, we all show up like this in our work too, and we won't all be for everybody. Nobody is ever going to uh, like, you know, the whole world is not going to like you or what you do, but there will be a group of people who will be attracted to you because you are bringing a value that they need to their life. Now, identifying your value in the business, let's say you know you're a really good writer, but you haven't yet had enough experience with putting your self-growth writings out into the world. You're just at that point where people are beginning to go, wow, I cried when I read this. Thank you so much. So you have this ability using your writing to help people take a journey inside themselves, to help people look at who they are. That's a huge value. So identify that value that is the value that you have to your business and to your customers, and then protect that value. What do I mean by this? Well, there are a couple of different ways that you protect it. Obviously, you don't want to burn out on doing that because you don't want to overextend yourself or overreach so that you lose the joy of it or lose the fun of it. That can happen for any business owner. You can go through periods where you learn more about stress or you learn more about your limits. But what I mean by protect your value is, let's say you're a one man or one woman or one person show right now. You don't have a team, you don't have the revenue for that, but you 
are really, really not good at accounting. Accounting is stresses you out. And you go off and spend four days trying to figure out your accounts at great stress to yourself when you could instead have been using your value the way that other people value you in a way that you offer a service to them that they are paying you for, or they are perhaps adding to your audience, which is the pool of people who might buy a service from you. You avoid doing what you're good at and you do this other thing over on the right that isn't really your skill, you're losing value for your business. You're not protecting the value of your business because you're doing something that really isn't your wheelhouse. So you're not only stressing yourself out, you're costing your business time, energy, and probably money. So these are the moments when you have to identify, ah, my value is over here on the left. I need someone who can hold the value over here on the right in the accounting because that's just not mine. So I have identified that the most important person for me to hire or the first person for me to hire is the person who can figure out the accounts. Because with that stress taken off me and my energetic awareness that that's being well held, I'm protecting my value, I'm protecting my energy. I'm figuring out how I can continue to grow this relationship I'm having with the people I'm serving and do my best work. So when you identify your value to others, you figure out what it is that you're giving to the world. You then find different ways that you can give that energy to the world that works for them, that lights you up or inspires you. And you also figure out where your skills don't lie and you find people or groups of people to fill in those gaps. And number five is a really important one, and it's one that I think we can have resistance to. Invest in your business and invest in yourself and your well-being. For many years, I did not invest in my business business and I didn't always invest in my well-being. I invested in serving others because I was good at that in the way I was doing it and it was working for them. So I would invest a lot of my time and energy in what I would call the front-facing work and the work that was serving my customers. I didn't always know how to invest in my business in the first four or five years. I had some good ideas and I had some willing, but I also made some mistakes, invested in the wrong area. I would invest in the potential of employees. You know, I, I would like a person and I'd think, oh, wow, wouldn't it be great if they became a manager of X, Y, or Z? And I would in, invest in a very dreamy way in their potential. And even as we would go through three or four months where it was clear that wasn't really their skill set or their alignment, we would carry on. So learning to wisely invest in your business goes back a little bit to the last point I made. It's being able to be really honest with yourself about what you're not good at, what the business most needs that you can't fulfill, because no entrepreneur works alone. You know, there's sometimes that term solopreneur, which I think is a myth. Every one of us is working in collaboration with others, even if you don't have a team of people or a group of people you work with, you're still dependent on other people's services, other people's systems. So there are certain systems or people that you might invest in in your business. And you may not have the money or the resources to do that at first. 
But what you can invest in, for example, is you can invest your time. You can invest an hour a week to sit and read a book about an area of business that you're struggling with. And you find the right book, you find the right language, you find the right person, you find a business podcast, you start to invest time each week that you set aside that is specifically for the health of your business, not just the service you are doing. What I mean by this is, you know, my company is called Lee Harris Energy, and it, I see it as an entity. I see it as a living entity, and I am obviously a key part of that company, but I also am serving that company. And so are all the people that I've brought along to work with me. And then those of you who receive what we create, whether it's the free material that we create, whether you actually invest some money in doing a course or an experience with us or a product, you're also in the energy of that business. So as well as what it is that I'm actually creating, I do increasingly spend time looking at what does the health of the company need. And the more I focused attention on that, the more it has grown and the healthier it has become. And it's still in progress and it will probably always be in progress as long as it exists. But investing in your business itself doesn't always have to mean flinging money at somebody to do a job for you and hoping for the best. I've seen many people overinvest financially in what I would call untested employees, untested companies. Just a few months ago, I had a friend who was very disappointed because she'd spent thousands and thousands of pounds on this marketing agency that she thought was going to be the solution to her marketing. And I said to her, the problem is you just left them. And three months later, you were mad at them when they hadn't done what you thought they were going to do, but you weren't monitoring them along the way. So it's really important to not take your eye off the energetic health of your business. And again, to get help to figure out where you want to spend money, where you want to spend time, where it might be really valuable to sit down and have a conversation with someone in your company and how that will add to the health and the well-being of the company. It's something I learned the hard way and it's something that I'm much more focused on today. But equally, invest in yourself and your well-being. When you run your own business, you can run yourself ragged because for you, it's never closed. You know, potentially you can be thinking about it all the time. You're possibly, as the business owner, you're possibly the only member of the business who might be thinking about it all of the time. So you have to invest in your well-being, whether that's scheduling time off for yourself, whether that's making sure that you're feeding yourself with things that nourish you. Hey, when you start to do a bit better financially, maybe you schedule a massage for yourself every two weeks. And it might seem like a luxury at first, or it might seem, it might trigger some of your stuff. I remember when I first booked a massage, I was like, oh. But actually what I realized was if my body was massaged and I was able to release through that massage, I was gonna come back to work stronger, healthier, readier. So it had a complete knock-on effect on my well-being, and my well-being has a complete knock-on effect in my business. And the same is true for anyone who works for you. You'll keep your eye on how people are doing. And if people are in distress, you'll want to step in there and help them figure out what's going on so that not only can they show up and be their best for the business, but that they're the best that they can be for their life. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. We're all here 
to try and not only improve the lives of others through the work that we do, but also to improve our own life, our own well-being, our own consciousness, and hopefully let that ripple across the planet. So these are just five fairly quick areas that came to me that I wanted to throw your way if you are considering turning your dream into a spiritual business. It's a beautiful journey. I wouldn't trade in even the hardest parts of it the last 18 years at all. And I'm incredibly grateful to be where I am today and incredibly humbled by the experiences that I've had along the way. And even the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you guys about this, it kind of delights 18 years ago me that this is what I'm doing today. So lots of love, everyone. Good luck. And if you would like to join Own Your Value, it's a really special course in that it's all about getting your mindset as aligned as your actions, because that's huge. And in all my time working with entrepreneurs, spiritual teachers, spiritual teachers, coaches, intuitives, there are certain key issues that we carry that are imprinted onto us as human beings, and they seem to be very common. So a great deal of the course is spent helping you unpick and unpack some of that stuff so that you can serve to the best of your ability and enjoy yourself as you do it. Lots of love. Hi everyone, I'm Lee and I have been doing my work in the spiritual field for 18 years now, which blows my mind when I stop and think about it. Along the way I have met many people who I have either coached individually or who have come to me to learn more about how to bring your spiritual gift, your healing gift, your intuitive gift into your work and how to have this be your work. It's a very interesting growth journey, becoming somebody who works in this field. I've always said that my passion was spirituality, self-growth, and then when I started to work in this field, I realized that the growth path that I have been taken through in those 18 years has been incredible and has changed me, challenged me, shaped me. So one thing that I noticed in many people I was working with was this fear to own your value in this work, either to think that you're not good enough or to compare yourself to others or to believe that it wasn't possible for you to take this gift you have into the world. And I am someone who has walked all of those steps and I've worked with a lot of people around those kinds of issues. So I created a course a few years ago called Own Your Value because this was one of the sticking points I noticed for anybody who wants to have a successful business life around healing. And business tends to be this dirty word and money can have connotations for people. But if we can clean up our relationship to those aspects, we can not only have a career that fulfills us, but a career that does the good in the world that you would like to see it do. So we're all different and we all have slightly different goals, but I created Own Your Value to be a program that helps you take a look at some of your goals, dreams, and perhaps what might be in the way for you energetically. So half of the course really focuses on 
I could say your mindset, but I'll say your energy set and what might be in the way of you moving forward. And then the other half of the course talks to you about how to bring your gifts into the world. Which areas might you wish to explore? And why is it so important that we give value to others? And how can we identify that we're actually giving value to the people that we're serving? So we have been adding different pieces to the course over the last few years, and this year is no different. I'm going to be doing a whole new module called the Entrepreneurial Map. This is our last time of running this course, so if you feel to join us in the month of September, not only will we be adding the new module, I'll also do a brand new live Q&A for those of you who show up. The thing about owning your value is only the rest of the world can benefit. So it's a journey well worth taking, and I hope you'll consider having me as your guide through the process and I and my team look forward to welcoming you to own your value.